No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at wise sayings about watching your appetite, disciplining your children, and being zealous for the fear of the Lord, for this will preserve your soul. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. From chapters 10 through 22, verse 16, the Proverbs consist of short, usually one-verse Proverbs that are mostly antithetical. Often, it's in the form of the wise do this, but the foolish do that. But beginning in chapter 22, verse 17, this format changes to longer sayings of the wise. Solomon likely compiled these 30 sayings. Now, we covered the first five yesterday. Today, we continue in Proverbs 23. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. This is the sixth saying, and J. Vernon McGee summarizes it by saying, don't make a pig of yourself. If you have been invited to eat with a ruler or some other bigwig, you may be served gourmet food. You may be given some high-quality delicacy appetizers, but don't overindulge. Use some restraint. Rather humorously, it says to put a knife to your throat rather than to the food. Now, this is not encouraging that you slit your throat, but it is encouraging moderation in what you eat. It would be considered deceptive food when the person expects something from you in return, and that's why they're giving it to you. Do not overwork to be rich. Because of your own understanding, cease. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. In this seventh saying, Solomon is not saying that it is wrong to become rich or to be a diligent steward over that which you have received. Clearly, Solomon was very wealthy. The Bible tells us that God, in fact, teaches us how to profit. But this does speak against the all-consuming materialism and the overwork that is motivated by greed. And that is a modern form of idolatry. It's worshiping money or possessions rather than worshiping God. So if God blesses you with riches, then fine. Be thankful and seek to use them as he would have you use them. Seek to glorify God with them or give them to those that can benefit. Don't make riches your goal, but rather set your heart on the Lord from whom all blessings flow. The trouble with riches is that they quickly sprout wings and fly away. So it is as though Solomon would spare us that misery. There could be a stock market crash. Or the real estate market could turn upside down. 
Somebody could rip you off and everything in which you placed your hope materially comes to nothing. These things happen. Or you may retain your riches, but then you are never satisfied with them. You experience the diminishing return of your enjoyment. Solomon speaks of this in Ecclesiastes. He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. So the problem is you'll get more and more, but it won't satisfy. When becoming rich is your goal, you never have enough. Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. This eighth saying is like the sixth in that it warns us to watch what we eat. In this case, you have been invited to dinner by a miser. He tells you to eat and enjoy, but he doesn't really mean it. He's invited you, but he is keeping a close eye on how much you put on your plate. He's probably hoping there will be leftovers. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, since he has a miserly heart, just know that that attitude will surface in how he treats you. Therefore, you will feel nauseous over the little bit you've eaten because you no longer feel you are welcome. You sort of feel like a hair on a biscuit. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. The night saying urges us to be discerning about with whom we speak and what we share. You may have good counsel to give, but it will be wasted on the fool because he doesn't care to hear your instruction. He already knows everything. Do not remove the ancient landmark nor enter the fields of the fatherless for their redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. This tenth saying goes back to the book of Deuteronomy where God apportioned the land to the children of Israel. He determined the borders of each of the 12 tribes. And within these territories, each person was given his family inheritance that passed down from one generation to the next. Deuteronomy 19.14 says, you must not move your neighbor's boundary marker established at the start in the inheritance you will receive in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Now, widows and orphans were often taken advantage of in this regard. Unscrupulous people would move their boundary markers because there was little that these helpless ones could do to defend themselves. That was stealing. And Solomon says, if you mess with them, you're messing with God, for he is their redeemer and he is mighty. On a spiritual note, we could look at the boundary markers as those spiritual boundaries that God has marked out for all humanity. And if we move those, if we think we know better than God what is right and what is wrong, if we think that we can redefine morality according to the mores of this generation, we are in trouble because we cannot move those spiritual boundaries 
without causing great harm to society. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. This verse breaks up the many consecutive sayings and introduces the 11th through the 30th sayings. Verse 13, Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Solomon no doubt observed his father David, who was not a good disciplinarian. We are told concerning David's son Adonijah that David never disciplined him at any time, even by asking him, why are you doing that? He just never said a cross word to him. Consequently, three of David's sons rebelled and lost their lives. Amnon, Absalom, and Adonijah. As fathers, we may struggle in disciplining our children, but we should not withhold correction. If we do, it will bite us in the end, for our children will learn to sin and get away with it. Solomon encourages spanking, not child abuse. A child ought to be able to recover physically within a matter of minutes, but the rod could also speak of other forms of discipline. We have to get to know our children and know what works and what doesn't. The whole point of discipline is to correct bad behavior. We should not tell our children that we are punishing them, but rather that we are disciplining them. We are not punished for our sins, but Jesus received the punishment that was due us when he died on Calvary. But we are disciplined by God for our own good so that we may be partakers of his holiness. Solomon says that if you use the rod, then you will deliver your child from hell. This is Sheol, the realm of the dead. As I said, three of David's sons died prematurely because of their bad behavior. If you are able to curb their evil behavior early, then as a parent, you may save their soul from such a fate. But if we fail to discipline our children, then society will, and society will be much, much harsher. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. How glad is the heart of a father and mother when their children are wise. When they are born into this world, we have such high hopes for them. We feel in some way immortal For our legacy will be continued through our children and grandchildren. But if they turn away from the wisdom we have sought to instill in them, then it breaks our heart. On the other hand, how we rejoice when they continue in the way of the Lord. John the Apostle said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now he was speaking of spiritual children But this applies to our own natural children as well. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. It is easy to gaze at the prosperity of the wicked and become envious. But this is not wise. When we do this, we are not considering their final outcome. All their wealth will sprout riches and fly away. If not in this life, then as soon as they die. Moreover, they often have no peace and troubled family relationships. It's better to be zealous for the fear of the Lord. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is the hatred of evil. It is clean. It will protect us from so much disaster. If we fear God, then we will keep his commandments and we will have plenty for he will be our provider and protector. He is our good shepherd and we shall lack no good thing. Let's close in prayer. Father, we do just thank you for these sayings to help us to learn to fear you and to keep your commandments. Lord, help us turn away from those things that really have no life in them and will not satisfy our lives, but to turn to the things that you give us, Lord, the living water by your Holy Spirit, the words of life that will strengthen us for all of our lives and into eternity. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at more wise sayings about avoiding drunkards, gluttons, and prostitutes, the value of listening to your parents, and the dangers of alcohol consumption. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.